This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Well, go check me, boo. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am excited to be joined by a writer, the host of So True with Sophie Ross. Please welcome to the podcast, Sophie Ross. Hi. Hi. How are you? I am doing really well. It is unseasonably warm in New York City today, yes. but uh, Potomac is also heating up, uh, maybe not temperature-wise on the show, but drama-wise, so I'm excited to break it down with you. That's for sure. That's for sure. Also, I need to note that I'm still on the recovery from COVID. I'm COVID negative, but that's why my voice is like very nasally right now. I'm sorry, everyone. I don't normally talk like this. Like my voice (laughs) is annoying all the time, but it's extra annoying right now. So just a heads up. Look, being a podcast host in this uh, journey we call life is just um, a fun exercise in constantly being told what people think of your voice and your way of speaking. And um, I think you sound great. So I'm glad that you're here. Yeah, (laughs) everyone's always like the vocal fry. And I'm like, I cannot help it. I'm so sorry. It's how I talk. (laughs) Also, people have done some good breakdowns of why complaining about vocal fry is actually uh, rooted in misogyny. So if that is your if that is your go to when you're listening to uh, someone speak, maybe uh, check yourself, but also check your misogyny. Who cares? Uh, Before we get into Potomac, I want to talk with you about a new development we had the other day in the Bravo world. I know you are very into influencer culture, what's happening online, all of this stuff. And so I am excited to get your thoughts about Bethany Frankel's new venture, which is a podcast. And it is a Real Housewives Rewatch podcast, which I don't think was what most of us thought was in the cards for Bethany. But I'll just read a little from this uh, people write up about what the show is going to be. So it will see Frankel watching iconic episodes throughout the Bravo franchise's history, like Scary Island, The Dinner Party from Hell, the Who Gone Check Me Boo episode of Atlanta, and the iconic table flip from New Jersey. And then each week, Frankel will be joined by unexpected thought leaders and celebrities like Elizabeth Moss, Jerry Springer, Susie Orman, Kevin Nealon, Barstool Sports founder Dave Portnoy, TikTok star Griffin Johnson, Marin Morris, and more. <laughs> what? I don't understand what the Housewives rewatch aspect has to do with you interviewing Jerry Dave Springer. Portnoy. <laughs> no one, no one says thought leader like Dave Portnoy for sure. Thought leader is just a, it's a fun title to throw around and to see who, who societally do we consider to be thought leaders? And this is an interesting list to apply that label to. TikTok star Griffin Johnson, thought leader. A thought leader, (laughs) a philosopher. Um, I said this actually on, I recorded my, I do every other Monday and so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. And we talked about this in the episode we recorded on Sunday, which is out Monday, today, today, which is when we're recording. Um, 
But I said this then, and I actually got this from someone's like Twitter. So I didn't come up with this joke, but I think it's so apt. It's like Bethany is the the band member who leaves the band to go solo at the th- at the height of their fame. And then it like doesn't pan out. So they end up just using like the band's greatest hits, covering the band's greatest hits for the rest of their career after their solo career doesn't pan out. And that's the vibe I'm getting from this. I was saying to a friend the other day after this was announced that I think Bethany and some of the other kind of early era housewives breakouts are in an interesting position in their lives, careers, fame trajectory, because there was a time when somebody like Bethany or Nene Leakes or Lisa Vanderpump maybe had this kind of level of fame that stretched beyond the housewives fandom, that it was Mm -hmm. Oh, before I was even watching Roni, I knew about Bethany because I would see her on a magazine cover. And then I knew that she had a talk show and she had this spinoff and people were talking about her wedding and her baby and all of this stuff. And there was a moment in pop culture where people like Bethany and Nini kind of had this broader cultural impact. But I think what we're seeing now and in the last couple of years is we've kind of moved into a new phase of Housewives fandom where Bravo as an entity is bigger than these individual people. So Mm -hmm. if you're somebody like Bethany in 2022, you're always going to still have that label of former Real Housewives star Bethany Frankel, and you don't have kind of clout above that anymore. And so now we're seeing kind of having to fold in on yourself in order to extend that reign of whatever and to get those deals and to cash in on and it's like, I don't think Bethany is going to come back to Housewives, or at least I don't think she wants to. But in this way, you're seeing her kind of recognize that she can't just never speak about it again and still get to do whatever projects she wants and make a ton of money and be famous. People are always going to think of her as housewife Bethany Frankel. Right. And that's like, that's an interesting point because I feel like from my perspective, since I'm like in the Housewives world, I'm like, yes, the real housewife Sutton Strack. Will an average person who doesn't watch Real Housewives or doesn't care about Bravo know who Sutton is? Probably not. Back in the day, though, like you said, like, Teresa's table flip was, like, international news. Um, But, yeah, I think that's a great point that Bravo is kind of, you're never going to be bigger than Bravo, even though, you know, there was a point where Lisa Vanderpump might have been bigger than Bravo and definitely thought she was. And I do like Lisa Vanderpump, but I think that, you know, it's like, how are you going to stay relevant forever? Yeah. And even having like having BravoCon last month and how big of an event that was and that even the most the most kind of famous people on Bravo were at that event doing their photo op, sitting down for their panel, attending Watch What Happens Live. And even somebody as embattled as Lisa Rinna lately, at the end of the day, when push came to shove, it was still like, yeah, I should probably show up to this thing and... you know, shake the hands and make the right people happy. Having somebody like even Larsa Pippen, the idea that she's just at BravoCon, it is kind of funny. It's like we're living in this world where the Bravo machine and the fan community is more important to these people than just being famous. 
Larsa Pippen going from like a Kardashian private island to BravoCon. Like, oh, how the mighty have fallen. But also, I'm pretty sure, I'm 99.9% sure that it's in their contracts that they have to go to BravoCon. So it's like not really like yeah. they have a choice. There was something. I, I, I would love to know all of the behind the scenes maneuvering of making sure that everyone showed up at BravoCon. But uh-huh. like, like you're saying, the only, literally the only current housewives that weren't at BravoCon were Diana and Jen Shaw. So like, Clearly, there was something, <laughs> something uh, giving people a reason to not bail on that last minute. Because you know, there are some uh-huh. people who didn't really want to be there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, Jen Shaw like crashed it anyway, or tried to. <laughs> so that I like didn't even think about Diana because I have kind of forgotten about her already. Um, yeah. But Fair. yeah, she, she. I would say that Diana has the money to breach her contract, and she probably knew she would get like. <laughs> she would she would get jumped at BravoCon with how the fan base feels about her. Yeah. And that's about all I feel like I want to say about Diana Jenkins, because I'm not trying to get a cease and desist yeah. letter. Yeah, absolutely not. Keep <laughs> us out of that. I know. I'm like, I'm not going to, at a certain point, like all the Bethany stuff too, I kind of stopped paying attention because once she started sending out like cease and desists and stuff, I'm like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to talk about this really. So I'm not going to, I'm just going to distance myself but the podcast is interesting i'm going to disengage from talking about bethany also she really captured um the ire of gen z on tiktok recently and i like wasn't really following that saga um but yeah she's kind of been getting a lot of hate lately so i think it's an interesting time for her to like announce this yeah i i it is one of those things where i'm like the podcast could be interesting but at the same time i'm like i don't know if there's really anything that would make me particularly care there are people that apparently care about two t's in a pod i'm like who are these people that listen to this because it could not be me every once in a while i will get somebody saying to me like you know two t's is actually really good and i'm like i i don't not believe it like i i like tamra a lot i think yeah you know teddy has her moments maybe but no i disagree with that (laughs) i'm like yes tamra no teddy um i just feel like with my busy schedule in life it's Mm -hmm. never once occurred to me to just like you know what i'm just gonna throw it on i'm just gonna throw on two t's in a pod and like see what all the hype is about like i just will never ever like sink that low and i'm so sorry if you listen to two t's in a pod and you're listening to this i'm so glad that there are so many people that like are so gung-ho about bravo podcast because hello it's really it's really great for people like dylan and myself but um two t's in a pod zero interest and same with bethany's podcast it's like i'm just never ever going to be interested or you know never going to set aside the time to actually listen to it unless i'm like dying of boredom um but there's surely going to be an audience for it because if there's an audience for Teddy Mellencamp's podcast then yes there will be a, an audience for Bethany's exactly and I think that's that's one thing where especially when these people are signing bigger deals like Bethany's doing her podcast with iHeart it's like she's already made money from it just because somebody gave her a deal to do it it's not like she needs 10 million people to be listening to this podcast for her to see any any kind of return from it it's like yeah she'll She'll show up. She'll do it. She'll get Susie Orman and it'll be. Yeah. She is Dave Portnoy. She already has a platform and it sounds like she's going to have guests with platforms. She is going to have a ton of listeners. So, (sighs) well, best of luck to Bethany. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card. 
Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. In the meantime, let's talk about Potomac because it's, I feel like it's a lot more fun. (laughs) Oh yeah. How are you, how are you feeling? We're now five episodes into this season. How are you feeling about this season as a whole before we get into this episode specifically? Uh, you know what? I feel like Potomac, I actually binge watched Potomac from the beginning during COVID, which was like such a fun journey because it's really just a fun franchise. Like it's just comedy. I think it's just the most fun franchise. I feel like you have the really dark energy with like Beverly Hills or Salt Lake City. Like I feel like it's just fun and lighthearted most of the time. Obviously there's drama, but it's like, it's fun drama. It's not like dark and depressing. Um, I feel like this season, obviously a lot of it, it's, it's falling into that real housewives trap of like, there are a lot of like manufactured, like I think the, the, what was the party called that, that Wendy decided to host where they basically just talk shit to each other. The burn session. Yeah. The burn session. I'm like, this is so just like produce like it's it's clearly you know they're trying to trying to do something for the cameras i think obviously the chris bassett storyline is like very heavily being kind of produced by by jizzy and co behind the scenes um so i'm not like obsessed with the season right now but i know it's it's potomac it's always going to be good so i'm excited to see especially with like the ashley darby stuff yes i'm very very invested in ashley darby's life right now um and I'm a certified Basset Hound this season, for <laughs> sure. And I would not have been able to say that probably a year ago. Like, I was so team Monique. I'm sorry. Um, and now I'm just, I'm a Basset Hound right now. So I'm really, really into Candace and Ashley, their storylines. I, I like that you have been able to kind of ride the wave of the last few seasons and just go wherever go wherever the the tide takes you in terms of your loyalties and who you like in the cast. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes people, Housewives fans get so stuck in, I am this person, I'm team this person. And no matter what, I'm going to hate the other pre- the person. And like being a Candace fan at this point, it's like this season so far, it does feel like she is really just kind of minding her own business 
and all of this stuff is being brought to her doorstep that feels kind of pointed. Like it feels like there is something, there is some kind of coordinated effort going on with all of this stuff that's being, you know, stirred up about Chris. And while I think anybody has the right to have feelings about an interaction they've had, or, you know, if something, you know, Giselle saying he made her feel uncomfortable. Okay, sure. Maybe, maybe he made you feel uncomfortable, but the way that it's all being like, okay, so he sent this DM to Ashley, which is a weird way of describing, you know, responding to someone's story anyway. And then he also made Giselle feel uncomfortable at the reunion. And then he also was like, I fucking Mia at the party, which he literally wasn't. And then (laughs) surprise. Now Ashley heard from somebody else that he was also being flirty with them at the party. And then also Ashley's heard that he was sending DMs to other people. And the way that all of this is just kind of coming up like one after another it doesn't quite, it doesn't feel organic. And I think obviously on these shows, there's always going to be some kind of guiding hand of production beneath the surface. But this time, like it feels a little too, a little, a little too far-fetched that it's like, I, this, this wouldn't be happening. And everybody can agree that until three weeks ago, they had never heard a negative thing about Chris. Yep. (laughs) That's the thing. It's like, how many seasons has Chris been on the show now? Like, going on, I don't know, like Like four or five. Yeah. Four or five. And we've never, ever heard of Chris, Chris having unsavory behavior. And obviously that's like, you know, it can happen whenever to whomever. Um, And I guess they're trying to argue in the show. Well, maybe Chris is different this season. Maybe he's different this year. Have you ever thought of that, Candace? And she's like, but he's not. Like, he's the same Chris that looks as you guys as, like, siblings. And I love how production, they were like, Chris not looking at Mia. Like, I love that. Like, you can tell that production is like, this is bullshit. They left in the fourth wall thing also, which was great. Like, we as viewers love that when they break the fourth wall. And I feel like the fact that production was like, Candace is not having this. She's not buying into this at all. Um, I thought it said, you know, a lot about where production stands on this, that, yeah, this is this is kind of um, smelling like a shakedown. And I did like how Ashley, how Candace to Ashley made a great point. She was like, when I came to you with legitimate concerns about Michael Darby, and Michael Darby did have a pattern of inappropriate behavior since season one of him being on the show, I came to you in private, not in like a big group to embarrass you or gang up on you. And I think, you know, that's that's a great point. If you actually were concerned, why wouldn't you just like come to Candace in private? But it's not about being concerned. It's about a shakedown. Right. And it it wouldn't have been approached as something that, you know, we're at this, like you said, kind of produced event where the whole point is we're going to sit down and yeah, there's this structure where somebody's in the hot seat and you're writing it on the paper and then you're saying it and you're burning the paper and you're talking through it. But it's really just, uh, it's really just a pre-planned sit down for everybody to, you know, talk about the drama. And (laughs) it's like, we get through one round of that with Wendy in the hot seat. And then all of a sudden it's like Robin storms off, everything's going poorly. And Ashley's like, Oh, Candace, by the way, I did have a I did have something I wanted to bring up. It's like I totally understand why Candace is kind of like, again, we're this is not we're not doing this. I don't I don't right. it, it just doesn't feel like you were saying though about Mia, the editors really, 
really love to give Mia a hard time in I the know. most entertaining ways. The scene at her house this episode where she's having dinner with her husband and kids and they're talking about opening their 25th clinic and she's like, well, you know, it's so hard on me. We work so hard. And they flash back to last season of her just rearranging the pamphlets. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Mia at work and she's just like moving the pamphlets to the other side of the table. I think like Mia is just, she just, I just think she's so funny in the, in she kind is. of an unintentional way that it's like yeah. everything she does is just like a little bit off. Uh-huh. <laughs> No, she's a great housewife because we love delusional housewives. Like we love a a crazy pathological liar who's like just like delusional. Like they're not like I wouldn't say that Mia's like malicious. She's just like delusional. It's kind of like Sheree. Mm-hmm. And that makes a great housewife. Like I'm I'm so like I'm so team Mia. I was so excited that she was coming back this season because I there were obviously rumors that she wasn't after last season. Um, so yeah, I love Mia. I love that Robin is like really bringing it this season. Um, because since, you know, Robin's premiere on the show in season one, people have said that she's more of a side character friend of, um, and yeah, she's really bringing it this season. So I'm like really obsessed with Robin right now too. Totally. I think you can tell like production and the editing, they kind of want Robin to have a moment this season too, because all, the way that they left in Wendy's um, hot mic thing, talking to the producer about how, you know, they all know that Mia's a liar are. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> sometimes like when I'm talking about these shows, I'm like, the names just f- escape my brain. And then I don't remember who I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, Wendy's hot mic moment, leaving that in, it really kind of makes Robin's case stronger with the whole mm-hmm. thing about Wendy, because we all know that beneath the surface, when she thinks she's not on camera, she's not actually a friend to Mia the way that she says she is. And yeah. so you you sort of see with Robin, it's like she has all these frustrations and then us having that fourth wall moment, there's like even extra momentum behind Robin because mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, and we all know that Wendy said this when she thought she wasn't being recorded. And yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah, she was right about Wendy. Yeah, I do. Also, it's always great when a housewife mixes up the difference between oil and water and oil, oil and vinegar. And vinegar. <laughs> it's so. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. I was like. <laughs> who said it originally I think Robin said it to Wendy we're like oil and water and then Wendy repeated it she was like you said we're like oil and vinegar and I was like oil and vinegar go together like it has to be explained to every housewife who uses that phrase and I love it, it never right, gets it's old. like babe that's just dressing <laughs> babe that's just dip for your bread at the that's table just a, that's a vinaigrette <laughs> um, but yeah and like with It's it's interesting because I think Wendy is a really compelling character on Housewives. She has a lot going on. Obviously, we all you know the four degrees, the um, you know being Nigerian, her kids, her careers, like all of this stuff. I think gives her a very um, it's a rich text to pull from. But I think the ways that she interacts with the women in the group sometimes makes it hard to really get to really root for her or to feel like she is invested in making friendships in the group because they're talking about how she's condescending, how she can be aloof. And she even admits to that, but then she's going through this whole kind of facade of putting on this event and making everybody drive two hours in the sprinter van to this 
bleak winery where they're where they're like burning their pieces of paper, but she's not actually ready to come to the table and admit anything that she's done wrong. And so I think at the end right. of the day, it falls a little flat because it's like, if you're going to put on this whole big show, you have to actually be willing to put in the interpersonal work to move the storyline along. Mm-hmm. Wendy's, I think Wendy's downfall as a housewife will always be the fact that she's just disingenuous. Um, I think that the hot mic moment, there was that. There was also her whole storyline last season about, you know, how everyone was like, you've changed. Like, all of a sudden, you have your your new boobs, you have happy and Ness, which is like, whatever, do whatever you want with your body. You have like potentially this BBL that you're not really admitting to. You also are like, screw my four degrees. I want to start a candle line. And now it's like, now she wants to start a restaurant. So it's like, who really are you? Like, I just like, I can't, I can't figure out who Wendy really deep down is because I feel like we're always getting a different Wendy every season. Like, I feel like she doesn't really know who she is. Um, And yeah, I just think, you know, something that she got a lot of heat for last season was like the rehearsed reads, Mm -hmm. like TikTok Mia, (laughs) like she got a lot of heat for that because it was like, how many times did you rehearse that in the mirror? Like she, she doesn't have like the natural, like it factor of a housewife. I feel like she is still trying to find her footing and it's taking her a little too long to kind of figure out like who she is as a housewife. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like. I, I'm always so, like, I don't know how to feel about Wendy because sometimes I am on her side. A lot of the time I'm not. And I think the bottom line is that she's just, like, disingenuous and tries too hard and doesn't really know who she is and doesn't know how she wants to portray herself as. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know with Wendy. I'm always wanting to give Wendy a chance because I really liked her in her first season. So Yeah, I think I think I fall somewhere in the middle where it's like, I think there's a lot there and I I don't dislike her as uh you know i don't think she's like a terrible person but i think when you think about the friendships on the show and potomac does this so well it feels like between karen giselle robin ashley and candace there is this genuine mm-hmm. push and pull and ebb and flow of the relationships between all five of those women that it's even just in this one episode this one 43 minute episode you have Ashley and Candace having this kind of great scene at the beginning where Ashley finally goes to Candace's house for the first time that she's lived in for like two years. They're talking about all this stuff that's gone on between them. You know, they're Ashley's being really open about what's going on with her and Michael. It it feels like they have come finally come to a place where they Mm -hmm. can sort of get back to them, their original friendship. And then at the end of the hour, things have completely turned on their head in a way that feels like we're watching a real relationship kind of being put through the ringer. And obviously Mm -hmm. we've seen, you know, Karen and Giselle go on the roller coaster a million times, but you can tell there's that kind of mutual respect. And Mm -hmm. at its core, I think they are friends, but they just sometimes are on that like wrong page with each other. But with Wendy, I don't know that there's quite that same authentic foundation and in a group where there is mm-hmm. so much of that it, it kind sticks of sticks out right and it wears a little thin because once you've she's been on the show three seasons now it's like okay i don't think you and like robin doesn't care about repairing her friendship with wendy because she and wendy aren't really friends and never really were right whereas if 
if Robin's in a bad place with Ashley, let's say, there is a genuine core there of love and respect and whatever for each other, where it actually like where it it's painful if you're not in a good place with someone like that. Mm-hmm. And you you always feel that tug, even if you're mad at them, to get back to a better place. Whereas if it's just somebody you don't like who's bothering the hell out of you, I'm not like, oh yes, as the as quick as we can, we should get back to a place of loving each other because it's like, no, mm-hmm. like I would rather just not hang out with you. <laughs> That's honestly such a good point because I feel like that's kind of it. What makes any housewives show successful is like genuine friendships. That's why it's really hard when you can like tell that someone was cast just because of, you know, their name or whoever it is that doesn't really have any connection to the existing cast. And I think that Potomac is so unique that it has what four OGs still Mm -hmm. to this day on the show. And they were genuine friends. Thanks to Sharice who we do not need back, in my opinion. But thanks to Sharice, who apparently was the kind of ringleader of the group originally or who the show was built around, um, they have been genuine friends for a really long time. And that's why I think Wendy and Mia especially stick out. Like, it's it's hard for them to truly enmesh themselves into what's going on. Yeah. Um, and what else was I going to say? Candace, even though Candace isn't an OG, like, she has really genuinely came to feel like an OG to us, the viewers, because she is so enmeshed in the group. And I think there is genuine love and friendship there. Um, I, I like can't even remember what Robin and Wendy, like, again, I know that they're not, they really haven't been genuine friends, but like what, what kind of sparked Robin being like, fuck Wendy, fuck Wendy, your, your children aren't even invited to kids day. Like what, what happened? Just to keep it in this season, I think at that premiere party, the way that kind of people were talking about Mia's health situation, I think really Robin felt like after that, Wendy was being two-faced the way that Mm. she was offering, acting like she was so supportive to Mia and like, she was so horrified that Robin and Giselle would question her situation when behind the scenes, she was doing the exact same thing. And so I think for Robin, she really felt kind of betrayed by Wendy in a way in that situation. And then, of course, they had that big um, fight at the dance studio, which the fact that so much of this is rooted to like Ashley's twerk class is just, <laughs> I, I love it. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I think she really just felt in that moment, like Wendy kind of was so committed to this lie of mm-hmm. her being solely supportive to Mia through her health stuff. And I I do love, I agree, I don't need Sharice back like as a housewife, but I do think it's fun having her in the mix. And mm-hmm. I love that she's willing to just be on call for Robin to just, to go on speakerphone and fully just lie <laughs> to, to, to say that Robin was right. And she was like, no, no, I never put my hands on you to hold you back at all. And then the video was literally like, full grasp of her shoulders. <laughs> and like, every time she shows up, Karen runs away. Oh my God. Karen feigning illness at the kids day <laughs> to just like get away from Sharice. Oh, I love to see it. I know. So classic. So classic. Okay. That's right. That's right. And again, it's like, because Wendy is so disingenuous, like uh-huh. she is, she is two faced. She does put on a show for the cameras versus how she is kind of in real life. Whereas I feel like, you know, I I like to think that Robin, Giselle, Ashley, Karen, Candace, yeah. et cetera, they, they are who they are. 
And yes, there is stuff that they, you know, bring to the cameras drama wise that they wouldn't if the cameras weren't around. But overall, they are who they are and they stick to their word and kind of. Yeah. And and Wendy's hot mic moment was was literally proof that she was being two faced. Spring has sprung and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. I also think with the with the kind of OGs in this cast, we it feels like we know them so well. So to mm-hmm. see Gisela and her daughters going to get pedicures together and this this rapport that she has with her daughters who just will give her a hard time they over abs- absolutely <laughs> anything. It's like that is something where when they have a five minute solo scene, I'm genuinely excited to watch their conversations with each other. Whereas Sometimes when you have newer people in the cast, it's Leva, like... Leva, Leva. <laughs> Leva on Southern Charm, no one wants to watch you bake cookies with your... I'm right. sorry, they're cute, but we do not care about you. No, it's a, that's a good... It's a good example. Like For the most part, anytime you have somebody newer in the cast, but specifically sometimes it feels like you're sort of being force-fed this person's storyline. And it's like... I mean, I don't have anything against you, but I don't really need to watch. I don't care about. Speaking of Southern Charm, Marcy, (laughs) Shep's pregnant cousin. Why were we supposed to care about her? But again, it's like that's the difference when you're invested in when you're already invested in someone. You're like, yeah, I do want to watch you navigate pregnancy. I do want to watch you bake cookies with your kids because I'm invested in you and invested in your rapport and relationship with your kids. But like with a new person, I'm like, I do not give a fuck. Right. Like Candace's IVF journey that maybe is maybe or maybe not going to happen like that is interesting to me. Robin's mm-hmm. back and forth about how she feels about getting married again, the prenup stuff, like all of that. I feel like I want the status updates. I mm-hmm. uh, seeing her kind of work through this with a lawyer, I think is really interesting. And the way that her Juan's past infidelity is kind of this like shadow in her mind that she can't quite get rid of. And she says she wants to be realistic. Like all of that stuff, I feel like is super compelling. Um, And then 
you know, Wendy with the Nigerian lounge and wanting needing X amount of money. And does she have too much on her plate? It's like, yeah, you have too much on your plate. We know this. You know this. So what yeah, are we like, what are we still doing here? What are we doing here? Like, how does Eddie even put up with it? He's like, damn it. I have to freaking fund uh, fund another passion project that's going to last six months, just like he did with the... He was like, you still have your home line. You're still a professor and like a TV commentator. Just like choose one, Wendy, you know? Like, I'm not saying women can't contain mm-hmm. multitudes, but like, you do have a lot going on right now. I actually did like her conversation with Ashley on the way to the winery where she was kind of critiquing the idea that being booked and busy is the the goal like i think that is a i think that's a worthwhile conversation to have and i think a lot of a lot of women on bravo and on real housewives could have a lot of really interesting thoughts about that kind of societal construct but then also it's like then don't do the lounge <laughs> right right no that's a good point that's a good point about you know that conversation that they had i will say i have smelled an anye home essentials candle it smells delicious, but have I, you I have, smelled one of Karen's? You know, I've never smelled La Dame. I I don't know. Okay. I, okay. I'd be curious if they if they wanted to send me La Dame, I would happily receive La Dame, But it, it's I'm not going to shell out for it. La Dame PR people, if you're listening to this, we want on the list. I have lightly tried in the past, and they're not super. Uh, they're not super with it. But. What? Oh, I remembered. <laughs> I I remembered what I was going to say about that. I think that a lot of not just housewives that people on Bravo are like my time with this platform might be limited. So it's like I have to get this. You know, it's like I keep going back to Southern Charm. I don't know why. I think it's because I was like just listening to um, Watch What Happens about Winter House. It's like Craig's pillow company. He really is not someone with work ethic or someone who is intelligent at all. I'm sorry, Craig apologists. Craig is a dumb idiot. But it's like he really was at the right place at the right time with having this platform and coming up with this kind of like unique idea to have a pillow company. And like, that's what I feel like every Bravo star at some point does try to tap into where it's like, what can sustain my lifestyle, even if I don't end up on Housewives anymore, or if I get fired from the show or whatever happens. Um, So yeah, but that's what it feels like. That's why it's like watching Wendy spitball all of these like different ideas that she can promote on the Housewives platform. It's like you're doing this because you have the platform, not because you're like really passionate about it. But right. I think that's a good kind of dichotomy as you can tell when somebody has a passion project that the platform helps bring to fruition Mm -hmm. versus when somebody is like, okay, it's, it's the new season. Let's do candles or let's do skincare. Nigerian lounge. Right. The amount of uh, like, when I think of like Gina Kirschenheider's skincare company, I'm like, I uh, like, Oh, okay. I guess like that's just, I mean, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Shannon Bedore though, success story from the OC. Shannon Bedore. We love you, Shannon. With her, her tincture. Yeah. Her tincture. (laughs) And her, her 
cream cheese salmon? What about see, that? See, I don't know anything about the tinctures except for I always see her on the ship station commercial where she's like, yeah. when I first started shipping my product, all of my processes were slow and manual. And now ships, I'm like, I don't know and if I'm any. Like, yeah, Shannon, it was slow and manual before. Ugh. I don't know if anybody's buying this ship, but if they are, she's got her shipping down to a T. And we love that for her. We love that for her. I Right. So it's like there are, I mean, there's Gina's skincare. I'm sorry. There are so many examples I could have used. That was the one that came to mind. But like you can, you can always just kind of feel that, that little like ping in the back of your head when uh-huh. you're like, this is a storyline. And they probably sometimes, I'm sure sometimes it's more of a legit business than others, but there are some of them where it's like, I don't even think you care if this ever really like makes it to market. You just are have something to, like did was pk's non-alcoholic champagne ever available for purchase that's a great question i don't know i haven't heard I, about it since then I, me neither me neither someone needs to find out please like so. how many how many products that we've seen on a bravo show were never fully actually launched you know what was like really sad though when i was watching potomac from the beginning because i hadn't watched it before like 2020 um, and what was Giselle's skincare line? True every beauty, hue, every, every hue. hue, every hue, her heart was in the right place. And I knew since I was watching it kind of what's sort of retroactively, I knew yeah. when I researched the company, I was like, this company is, is no more. So it was like kind of really sad to watch because I think her heart was in the right place, but it's like, you can't break out into the cosmetics or skincare. It's, I mean, skincare, we see, you know, some of these housewives are like celebrity, like Haley Bieber, we get it. Your peptide lip treatment is good. Okay. But like, I feel like with makeup, especially like you're not going to break into makeup. People already have their makeup favorites. Like even with skincare, it's really hard. So, but I think Giselle's heart was in the right place. And I think that even the fact that people don't rub it in her face, that like what happened to every hue Giselle, like I, if I hated someone, I would be bringing up their failed business venture. Like every time (laughs) I got in a fight with them. Um, but it just makes me sad that it didn't work out. Right. There are those kind of passion projects where it's like the one that got away a little bit. And then there's just like, yeah, we don't talk about the non-alcoholic champagne because it wasn't real to begin with. Or like, where's Rinna Rosé? Where's Rinna Rosé? Oh my God. Great question. Where is it? Where is it, Rinna? Where is it, bitch? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I feel like what better note to end on than, than begging the people for some Rinna Rosé. Um, but Sophie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Of course. You're welcome back anytime. Let the people know where they can follow you, listen to you, all of that good stuff. Yes. My podcast, So True with Sophie Ross, comes out every Tuesday. Um, I'm on Ryan Bailey's So Bad It's Good every other Monday. We talk all things pop culture. Um, You can find me on Twitter while I still have Twitter, we'll see what happens with that. At Soph Ross with four S's. I'm on Instagram at Soap underscore Ross. And I also have a Substack where I like talk about, I talk about Bravo stuff occasionally, but also like celeb gossip and whatever I feel like talking about at sophieross.substack.com. So yeah. Love that. If you're going to uh, do a parody Instagram account, just make sure you're explicitly clear about. <laughs> explicitly clear that I'm a parody, otherwise permanent suspension. So. Yeah, I just feel like whatever we say about Twitter is going to be irrelevant 48 hours from now. So enjoy I'm it while it lasts. So, I'm so hating this. I'm really <laughs> hating this. As someone whose favorite social media app is Twitter and has been Twitter, I'm like, I don't know what to do with myself. <sighs> I think I've I've lost who I am. 
where are the housewives where are the housewives gonna vent their frustrations during the episodes we're gonna have to bring back the bravo blogs (laughs) the bravo blogs i miss those i miss those wow 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 well sophie thank you so much and thank you so much everyone for listening don't forget to rate review and follow the show wherever you listen you can follow us on instagram at bravo by betches and until next time be cool don't be all like uncool Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.